Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the IC Old People podcast. I am Dr. Bruce, your host. This is our second year now that we have been doing the podcast. And we have been pretty erratic with delivering the, the podcast to you. Today is April 18th, 2022, uh, two years into the time of madness, pretty much the entire time that I have had this podcast, uh, we have been uh, during we have been in an emergency uh, situation in the world with the pandemic, and you can't see my little fingers up in the air making quotes air quotes as I say pandemic. Last time I spoke to you was about three months ago, so a pretty long time to go without talking to you, but I have managed to carry on, as they say, and uh, here we are starting to actually enjoy a little bit of life. Uh, winter was really hard, it was really tough. I did manage to maintain my sobriety, which is uh, excellent, I'm very, very proud of that. I've hit the 22, 22 month mark of, of constant sobriety or like no, no drink at all, zero alcohol has touched my lips uh, for 22 months. So I'm really uh, geared up to get to the two-year mark. I'm very goal-orientated. So getting to the two-year mark is really uh, exciting for me, and that'll be on June 13th. And I think I'll treat myself to another tattoo. I, what I've been doing and what I did on my first-year anniversary of not drinking, I put a hook on my leg, um, like a fishing hook, but upside down so that the string went down towards the earth. And I have the symbolism of that. It's like me breaking free of the devil. The devil had the hook in me with my addiction. And I broke free of him. So there's the broken string down there by my ankle. So I think on my second anniversary of not drinking, I am going to add another hook to it. You know, maybe I'll have 20 or 30 hooks in there at some time. And, uh, you know, just my break away from the hell of addiction. It's been a real change in my life. I certainly didn't picture that my life would be like this. The whole idea of the IC Old People podcast was so that you could follow me for a 10-year period. It was basically going to be from 60 to 70. So I am going to be 63 coming up in November. So we've been well into this project. My health has remained fairly steady. I've lost quite a bit of weight, actually. I, I sit around 225 right now. And when I started the podcast, I was closer to 250. I haven't checked my blood pressure in quite a while. Uh, but I do sleep fairly well now, uh, which was a real big problem for me for quite a while. And I just have more acceptance of what's going on. Plus, I have to admit that the fact that they've removed the Vax passes right now to go to places has really given us... Uh, given me at least a chance to live a bit a little bit of life gone out to a couple of restaurants with my wife I attended a Toronto rock game with friends uh, about three four weeks ago and then we went again on Saturday as a family so I took my wife and my uh, daughter and my son-in-law and my grandchildren and we all went to see the Toronto Rock play against the Halifax Thunderbirds. And that was in Hamilton. They, they're they called the Toronto Rock, but they play out of an arena in Hamilton. It was great. We just loved it. It was a great evening out. The kids enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. It was wonderful to be in the uh, audience and 
a few people were wearing masks. Uh, some of the workers were wearing masks. A lot of the people doing the um, filming of the game and the announcers and that type of thing were wearing masks. So it seems that masks right now are still being worn pretty regularly in the corporate world and in the kind of the show world, what you're supposed to see. Uh, but people in general are wearing them less and less. Uh, there is a big scare starting up again and people are starting to wear them a little bit more. But it's nice. I love it. I, I love the fact that I don't have to wear one right now. It's not mandated. I'm not being told to. I never chose to wear it. It was never my choice. But I did, of course, to be able to go to meetings, to be able to vol do volunteer work. I certainly uh, complied with the mask mandate. Uh, when they bring that mask mandate back, I don't know if I'm going to be as willing to comply. And I, I, I hope a lot of people are with me in that regard. So I really showed my true colors in my last podcast and it was amazing. I guess I didn't realize that some of my views were maybe just a little far right for a lot of my audience uh, members. I'm not going to apologize for my views. Those are my views and they're, they're where I am in the political spectrum. I, get, I guess I just underestimated who was listening to the podcast. Uh, I've been calling it the age of madness for over two years now. That should have been a big clue for people. But at least I came right out and, and said where I stand. That was, that was good. So this has been... Uh, an interesting couple of months. Uh, I did have a little bit of a breakdown uh, back in February. Uh, in February, I just, I needed to get away. I needed to get away so badly. I just completely lost my mind, basically. Uh, cabin fever, uh, cold, uh, not being able to do anything, uh, still very, very restricted in our life. I decided just kind of overnight, I was going to take a trip. I'm going to take a trip to Dominican. So I'm, I'm just insane about it. I book the trip. I get all ready to go. I'm going to go to the Dominican. I don't check the very, very current rules. Okay. Because up until January 22nd of 2022, I could cross the land border in the States if I had a urgent reason. My urgent reason was going to be my mental health and that I needed to get down to the Dominican. And I was hoping that that was going to work. What happened though, is I had missed the cutoff time by about a week and I didn't realize it. So when I got to the border, they were requiring the Vax Pass, whereas just one week earlier, they weren't. So they changed that law on me before I could realize what was going on. Uh, so that was a costly lesson. So I was stopped at the border. They asked me for my pass. I said I did not have one. They flagged me. Uh, they searched my car. They had me sitting in uh, pretty much an empty room. The Ambassador Bridge in Windsor was completely empty. Uh, I was the only car crossing. I was taking a 6 a.m. flight out of the Detroit airport the next morning. I was crossing well after midnight to go into the states so i had the full attention of everyone uh, particularly sanchez and rodriguez um, i know their names because they're clearly on their vests and uh, they were really kind to me they really tried to get me across that border uh, they knew the rules had just changed they knew that i didn't know the rules had changed but i mean i i literally was able to to google it and find out within seconds so it was completely my my mistake I should have checked for the most updated rules before I left. 
but it did turn into an extremely emotional day because it was very, very late. I had been driving all day. I left the house on bad terms. I, I Then I was turned away at the border. I wasn't really turned away. It's interesting what happened because you, you cross the Canadian border, you just drive by it, and then you get into the American border. So the American border then stopped me, flagged me, searched me, and denied me entry. So that I had to turn around and go back. Of course, Canada had a has a, had a rule in place that you had to have a negative COVID test to come back into Canada. So I said to Sanchez, I said, how can I go back to Canada now? And he, and he said to me, he said, well, technically, you've never really left. This is a no man's land in here. This is not, you're not in Canada and you're not in the United States. So what they did, and this is funny, he says, okay, get back in your car. He gave me a piece of paper that says denied entry. He says, all you have to do is show this to the border guard in, on the Canadian side. So he says, drive up to that pylon. He points to a pylon about 100 meters away. He says, drive up to that pylon and just wait there. And, and when the gate opens, drive through it and make sure you stay to the right. So I just go up to the pylon. There does, there's no gate there that I could see. And then all of a sudden, I see the fence, the actual fence that forms the Ambassador Bridge. It just starts to open. It just separates. So there's a secret gate there. It opened up. It lets my car through. I drive back into Canada. And I, as soon as I come in, I show her the paper. And, she, and the woman, the border guard, just says, why were you denied entry? I said the reason. She said, uh, yeah, isn't that crazy? I hope this ends soon. So she was... Uh, compatriot with me and 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 really trying to everyone sanchez rodriguez this border guard they were all so kind but in the end of the game i was driving back home and uh, it was one heck of a day uh, my back has really been sore since that day that i spent so many hours in that vehicle so i couldn't fly anywhere i am a political prisoner uh, within canada i cannot fly anywhere out of canada i cannot even fly domestically within canada and i cannot take a train in canada i am basically a political prisoner in canada and uh, we are one of the few jurisdictions in the entire world that still is restricting unvaccinated people from traveling. Uh, even Australia is allowing their unvaccinated people to travel again. So we are unique in the world. Uh, the Canadian government is doing a huge disservice to its citizens because although the Canadian government has called me so many awful names and has referred to me in so many negative ways, I am a Canadian citizen. I have never broken the law. I do not have a criminal record. I'm an outstanding citizen of this country and I have been for 62 and a half years. And I am being held prisoner within my own country. So because of that, we decided that, well, we can't just stay stuck down here in Southern Ontario forever. So we wanted to go out and do a little bit of a trip. And one of my sons lives out in Winnipeg. So we drove out to Winnipeg. So driving to Winnipeg, it doesn't sound like a lot when you say it like that, but try to do it, okay? It's a three-day drive. It is a long, long way to get to Winnipeg. So we started driving. Uh, we ended up in Winnipeg. We were there for a few days, and then we turned around, and we were back again. We were back within maybe seven days of leaving. And it was a heck of a lot of driving, 21 and a half hours driving out and 22 hours driving back. So 
a lot of time in the car. But what a beautiful drive. The drive through northern Ontario and the drive into Winnipeg is, is just spectacular. We were fortunate enough to see some animals. We saw two lynx, a northern Ontario uh, bobcat or a northern North American bobcat, basically. It's a lynx. It was beautiful. There were two of them. One was quite large and the other one was about half its size. So it might have been a teenager, might have been a baby. They were walking across the road very, very early in the morning between Wawa and Sault Ste. Marie. And we got to watch them. They just sauntered across the road like they were the kings. And it was really, really neat to watch. Something else that happened along the way, something, I didn't, I saw it coming towards me. Something was coming towards the car from the sky. Something was coming right towards me. I thought it was going to hit my windshield, but it didn't hit my windshield. It hit my front grill. But this was late at night. We were driving from Thunder Bay to White River. So it just bangs. I could feel it. It shook the whole car. And then I just kept driving. And then we got to a motel in White River and we just went in for the night to sleep. When I came out in the morning, I could see what we had hit. Uh, it, I didn't know what it was at the time. I had to ask a couple of people uh, who were who were around the hotel, who were you know getting up and starting to travel again and moving around. And one of them was a hunter, and he came by and immediately uh, he knew immediately what it was. It was a partridge. So I had this partridge jammed right in my grill, uh, my front grill of my car, and not right into it, like not just on the surface of it. I could not pull it out. Plus it was frozen solid. I just couldn't get it out. I couldn't do it. So we drive from White River to Sault Ste. Marie. So now we're in Sault Ste. Marie and it's about nine in the morning. So it's like commuting time. Everyone's driving to work. Everyone's going wherever they have to go in Sault Ste. Marie. And people are stopping us and they're pointing at our car. And one person drove up a little bit ahead of us and you could see him with his camera taking a picture of our front grill. And it was just, I said, I, I just, I don't know what to do. I, I was telling people, I'm rolling down the window. I said, I know, I know, I know. I, I can't get it out. I can't get it out. It's still so cold. So we get to Iron Iron Range or Iron Bridge. I don't know. It's a little town about two hours past Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, we get, I get there and I pull into the parking lot of the Tim Hortons. And I just said, I've got to get this out of here. Like it's become crazy. So I start pulling it out. I pull its wings off. I pull its head off. I pull its feet off. Its body is inside the grill, basically. So I have to work it out. I'm basically pulling its feathers off and pulling its tail off. And, and, and eventually all I have left is this ball of its body, frozen solid, inside the grill. And I can't get it out. So I'm manipulating it, manipulating it. I, I'm trying to squeeze it. I'm trying to break it in half. I'm trying to somehow get it out without breaking my grill. And I do. Eventually, I squeeze it out of there and I uh, get it out. And I look inside and three of the fins that are in front of the radiator are broken. So it went right through my front grill. It didn't break my front grill, but it went through my front grill and it broke the fins in behind. I don't know how important those fins are to the functioning of my vehicle, but I imagine in the summer, it's pretty important to keep the hot air off it, but I'm not sure. So I got to do a little research on that. I'm sure it's going to be a huge repair job. It was just something else. Anyway, I'm glad it wasn't a moose because if I'd hit a moose, I could be dead right now. Uh, so I just hit a partridge. So it was really something. Yeah, so that's about all I have to talk about today. Oh, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, I've stayed completely healthy during this time of madness. I've been very, very healthy uh, in a respiratory way, in, in the way that people are getting sick. Uh, I mean, I have my problems. I have, you know, 
uh, have aches and pains and arthritis and back pain and all kinds of issues. But that's I think those are issues that everyone in their 60s has or starts to develop because really I never had arthritic problems before. They just started to uh, happen more recently. But how have I stayed healthy through this whole thing? I have a very strict regime, very strict regime. One, I drink tons of water. I stay away from sugar. I drink nothing in the form of artificial sugar or eat nothing in the form of artificial sugar. I never drink sweet drinks uh, like pop or sweet tea or um, anything like that. I drink coffee uh, with cream sometimes or black and I drink water and that's it. But I, as far as supplements, I take vitamin D every single day, even in the summertime, even when there's lots of natural sun. I take vitamin C every single day, a thousand milligrams or more. And I take NAC, okay? NAC is very important. It's, it's a precursor for uh, glutathione, okay? So what is glutathione? Glutathione is like the Pac-Man of your body. Glutathione is an enzyme that goes around as Pac-Man does and he just starts swallowing up those dots. Well, that's what glutathione does. It's a macrophage eater. It goes into your body. It'll take out heavy metals. It'll take out spike proteins. It'll take out anything that shouldn't be there. Okay, it's very, very important. It's a cleaner. NAC is a precursor to glutathione. So it's called N-acetyl-L-cysteine, but that's not important. Okay, what's important is that it's a precursor for glutathione. You take this product and it allows you to have lots of free glutathione within your body. And it's super important. If you could get on a regime of vitamin D, vitamin C and NAC, it would be very, very important to help you to stay healthy. So I just want to end with, with something here because I, I found that I have not been kind to myself. I've not been thinking about myself. I've been thinking about all of the uh, madness in the world. I've been thinking about the worst case scenarios and it has been, it has affected me as far as my mood. So let's just sit down and do a, a meditation together. Let's end on this. And if you've listened to the end, you know, I love you. Thank you. I appreciate you. May you be well, loving and peaceful. May you be at ease in your body, feeling the ground beneath your feet and letting your back be long and straight. Enjoying breath as it rises and falls and rises again. May you know and be intimate with body, mind. Whatever its feeling or mood, calm or agitated, tired or energetic, irritated or friendly. Breathing in and out, in and out, aware, moment by moment, of the rising and passing. May you be attentive and gentle towards your own discomfort and suffering. May you be attentive and grateful for your own joy and well-being. May you move towards others freely and with openness. May you receive others with sympathy and understanding. May you move towards the suffering of others with peaceful and attentive confidence. May you recall the Bodhi Vista of compassion, Quan Yin, her thousand hands, her instant readiness for action, each hand within an eye in the center, the instinctive knowing what to do. May you continually cultivate the ground of peace for yourself and others and persist mindful and dedicated to this work, independent of results. May you know that your peace and the world's peace are not separate, that our peace in the world is a result of our work for justice. 
May you and all beings be well, happy, and peaceful. And may you give thanks for unknowing blessings already on their way. And I do give thanks for those blessings. They, I know they are on the way to me. I try to give my love freely and openly, and I will receive my, any love given to me freely and openly. And I think that's all we can really do as humans on this earth during this time of madness. I'll talk to you again soon, if not before, definitely on my two-year anniversary, June 13th, 2022. It's a big day for me, and I'm really glad that I have you to share it with. Thank you for listening. This has been Dr. Bruce, the IC Old People Podcast.